Hello, and welcome to the Weird Internet Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jarrell, and... And, uh, your boy Hondro, over here. Yes, that's, uh, that's his normal voice. Uh, we've decided to reveal ourselves in the most true fashion. Uh, unfortunately, today, our, our other co-host, Chris, is helping his mom... Uh, do some chores. So he will not be able to join us, unfortunately, until the latter half of this podcast. But anyways, today's episode is a spicy, one might say a little painful uh, of an episode. Because we're talking about something that everybody likes to joke about, but really nobody understands. Fetishes. Sounds like fun. And let me let me just go ahead and step in, Jarrell, and let you know that uh, nothing is really that painful if you use enough lube. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, let's transition over to, so like you said, right, fetishes, BDSM, but more specifically, BDSM online and the communities that have sprouted up related to, you know, kinks and fetishes and all that good stuff. Specifically, we're going to talk about Fet Life. Fet Life, and this is this is straight from their website. Fet Life is the social network for the BDSM fetish and kinky community, like Facebook, but run by kinksters like you and me. We think it's more fun that way, don't you? Uh, so right off the bat, I mean, you know. They're being a little playful. I, I can appreciate that, right? And you go on to, to FetLife's mission and vision, which is to help people feel comfortable with who they are sexually by connecting and educating kinksters in a safe, open, and supportive environment. It makes it sound like it's a public service. Like, this should be funded by the government. Like, you know, we're just education, FetLife.gov, and we're just gonna, like, we're just gonna full go and... and educate the public on what's going on with bdsm and you know we should probably have like a weird internet.gov because we're really doing a public service talking about fet life wouldn't you agree 100 percent. actually 120 percent uh, we are definitely doing a service for all the listeners that have no idea that any of these communities exist uh, sounds like today's going to be a spicy episode huh Andra? <laughs> oh it's going to be great it's going to be great so let, without further ado let's go ahead and plow ahead here all right. So, FetLife, headquartered in northern Vancouver, Canada. That's where all the that's where all the good stuff happens, dude. Canada. Like we've been talking about it as like an escape to like COVID, and like you know, 2016 to 2020. Let's let's just say that very broadly. But you know, this is just another reason. Canada just it's popping, man. It's popping. So, <laughs> FetLife as a platform, social media platform. Users can upload videos and photos like you would like a Facebook. But there's something a little more interesting that you can upload. It's called a writing. And so there's three different categories of writings that you can upload. There's notes, you know, just a little thoughts you have in. Journal entry. So this is like if you want to do more consistent writing and you just kind of want to like chronicle some thoughts you're having or whatever. And then the third type is erotica. <laughs> So, well, Jarell, I know, I, I know that what you're that really is. into like, well, 
I feel like you probably have most experience with that, right? With all the novels that you read, and uh, I think don't don't you? Uh, uh well, you uh, you read any erotica lately, Jarrell? No, no, absolutely not. That's uh, that's just not that's not something I've been able to dabble in. I, I might I might have to be educated in this in this sphere of of fictional genre. I could have sworn I saw some some BTS uh, fanfics under your. Uh, I could I could have been mistaken. Yeah, that's okay. Let's, yeah, that's uh... that's a different that's a different Jarrell. <laughs> there's 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 so many of us out there. Dude. Oh yeah, oh for sure, dude. Yeah, I mean, so kind of going back to to FetLife here, we have like these writings, and unlike the videos and photos, this is more like a like a Tumblr or a 4chan less mainstream internet discussion platforms where you have this more long form content which i thought was kind of interesting because you you kind of see fetlife taking inspiration from a bunch of the mainstream social media platforms and kind of bringing it all together into this one like conglomerate this one uh, like mishmash of different features so one thing that kind of struck me as interesting is like facebook you need a you need an account a free account to see any of the content on the site but a lot of the features are not available to non-paying members there's actually like a premium membership you need to buy in order to see any content oh interesting and this is yeah it's unlike every other social media platform in that way is that it's actually paywalled i see so it's like like only fans but for public <laughs> Like it's just like publicly, <laughs> publicly posted stuff. Uh, unlike with uh, OnlyFans, you can only access certain accounts with you know subscriptions, right? Yeah, yeah. And that I think it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Maybe FetLife just isn't getting as much traffic as a Facebook or like an Instagram, so the ad rev is just not quite there. Maybe there there are still ads. Don't get me wrong. Um, not the type of ads you'd see on Facebook, but. I think it's kind of necessary to keep this site up for for the community to kind of like keep it afloat. Interesting. Uh, quick question, Hondro. I know you did extensive research on this community. I know you uh, you can kind of consider yourself a member at this point. I'm, <laughs> okay, all right. Man. I'm uh, going to stop you right there. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> but I, is, is there a friending feature? You said this is kind of like Facebook. But for yeah. kinks, but I'm curious if, if you can just friend others uh, the same way. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. You can, in fact, <laughs> add friends. Uh, you okay. can also follow people. They just they fucking threw everything in there, dude. <laughs> you can do anything. It's ridiculous. Whoa. Yeah, so you can have friends. Um, you can also, similarly to like I guess a Reddit, you can add yourself to like groups, kind of like subs, like subreddits, right? Okay. Where you have like, but but each of the groups are like different kinks, and different like fetishes, and so, dude, it's really like an all-encompassing social media platform for like fetishes. It's actually kind of impressive, like how many features the site actually has. In a lot of ways, it's very 2008, but in a lot of ways, it's actually like like 2030. They got a lot of stuff. Yeah, 2030, dude. Like they're paving the way. They're paving the way for for alternative, uh, you know, social networks. It's not bad. That's great. Wonderful. Um, now that I'm, you know, that, that you've kind of explained everything, could you dive a little bit into where 
and how this community came about. I assume it's been around, I mean, while enough. I, I know we looked at some statistics and there's like 10 million active members. Yeah, there's a lot of members for sure. So I guess kind of backing it up to like some some history of FetLife. So it, it was launched in 2008 uh, with the big social media platform boom. I mean, I think Facebook was launched in like 20. 10? No, 2004. It was like 2004 or something like that. Twitter around the same time. This came out in 2008. And <laughs> funnily enough, the creator of FetLife, uh, his name was John Kopanas, also known by his username, John Baku. What does that mean? What does that mean, Drew? Uh, that sounds like a Japanese thing. Um, ah, well, I figured... Baku... I, it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell. I'm I'm sorry. My Japanese is not right. where it used to be. Man, guy has three body pillows. Can't doesn't even know what Baku means, dude. I don't know. Well, you know it's okay. It's okay. Well, you know, we're gonna. So this guy, he's a software engineer, in Montreal, and <laughs> he was frustrated by his attempts to find women who had the same sexual interests as he did. And th this was really, really funny because the fact that they had to specify he, ha he had trouble finding women. I just imagine like him like fucking talking with his bros about like getting slapped in the face by like a big dong or something like that. And he's like, you know what? I'm actually kind of tired of this. I, I would like to t like find some women I could talk to about this. Um, yeah, which is, I thought it was kind of funny, but he created this website in 2007 called friends with fetishes <laughs> and that's what actually this this is like the fetlife 1.0 and then during the 2.0 rebranding of friends with fetishes they decided to launch it as fetlife you know hondra this fetlife sounds like a community that we uh uh researched really early on uh it shares god jeez <laughs> it's, it's kind of like van life <laughs> It's like vet life, van life, you know, like you can, yeah, I mean, friends with vans, friends with fetishes, I mean, I, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of parallels here, man. I don't know if you if you feel the same way. God. Dude, I mean, in, in some way, yeah, you are casting away the, uh, the inhibitions and the social norms of regular society, and you're going, you're living, and you're barking on a journey, you're living your truth. So, no, I mean, it's... It's kind of scary how similar they are in some ways. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> but, yeah, dude. FetLife. 2008, like, it's kind of crazy just thinking about how new the internet is and, like, how new some of these communities are, like, specifically on the internet. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, what else this community has to offer. It seems like there is a lot going on. I mean, coming from an origin story like that <laughs> that's kind of that's pretty funny like you you can't make you can't make that stuff up yeah dude friends with fetishes man this man looked up to mark zuckerberg and was like you know what i could do something similar i could do something similar and then i don't know how mark feels about having like the facebook brand associated so closely with this <laughs> like it's literally it's like facebook but for kinky people and it's like there's nothing wrong with that, but like I don't know, I don't know what what old what old Zuck thinks. Yeah, well, I think that they'll do another rebranding in the future once Facebook loses popularity, and they'll call it uh, Fetbook. 
Fat book, dude. <laughs> and that will completely revolutionize this industry, I think. Oh, shit. They- well, I can't wait till the day where we can talk about, you know, whatever we want. We can talk about, we can talk about catheters. You know, we could talk about Japanese bondage. We could talk about figging. I can't wait till the day I can talk about figging with my homies. I don't even know what that is, uh, and I'm afraid to ask you (laughs) for clarification. So we will leave it like that. Oh, man. I can't wait till we can talk about sex in video store porn rooms. Keep in mind that what I'm saying are actual... I'm reading off of the category section of screenshots that I took of the categories um, listed in FetLife. So I'm not making this shit up. I promise. That's wonderful. I promise I didn't know I didn't know any of these before. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hondro, could okay. You 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 gave a good like description of where this started. Could you? Is are there some like? I mean, it's been around long enough. Uh, were there some kind of uh, interesting, I guess, historical? I guess because uh, you know this this type of community existed even before the internet. Are were there anything else that kind of led up to this point uh you know for sexual freedom or for fetishes in general i'm just curious if if you encountered any of that in your research yeah for sure i mean when you think about like alternative sexuality the the first thing that really comes to mind in like the the 20th century is like the battle for homosexual sexual rights because sodomy right which is like gay sex was actually considered illegal until 1986 1986 think about how recent that is 886 dude like i think this is just so indicative of like how closely religion and state were tied and like how we were still trying to decouple the two even like in the 80s even dude even like in the 21st century. So yeah, there was this case Bowers versus Hardwick. This was in 86 and this man in Georgia was arrested for having sex with another man considered sodomy back in the day, which was illegal in Georgia. And the, so the court decides that this is constitutional. And so it's like, okay, this is like a pretty landmark case and it's a big win for people who who aren't inclined to do your your standard, you know, penis vagina sex. It's like anything that's not considered standard baby making sex. This is a big win. Interesting. What was yeah. the what like I know that I mean obviously now it's it's not illegal. Uh what was the fight post-1986? Because I know that, you know, there's a whole AIDS pandemic or epidemic. Is it? I'm, yeah, it's not pandemic. It's epidemic, right? <laughs> I'm mixing those two <laughs> words up. Uh, and I know that there was kind of like a a switch up and, and things, you know, uh, legally started moving into the more liberal direction. Um, yeah, I, I think I actually need to make a correction. So in 80s, and this is going to be even more like, like astounding. And I, I actually, uh, this was a typo in my notes, but okay. in 86, so this case Bowers versus Hardwick, the, the court decided that this was not constitutional, that this was actually like 
not good. The arrest was constitutional, but it wasn't the sex. The sex was still considered illegal. And the whole point behind that was like, okay, you, you can't do illegal things even if it's in the privacy of your own home. Interesting. Like drugs or gay sex. And so like even in the 80s leading up to the 90s, this was still like such a taboo thing. So I apologize for that mistake. But yeah, that I mean, that's leading up to 2003, Lawrence v. Texas. So this is when you actually see the court striking down sodomy laws as unconstitutional. And really the, the whole argument was that this is like a very, the, the whole laws behind sodomy are based in religion, really. And so really taking taking a step back and decoupling the religion, Christi- let's be real, Christianity or like Judaism, th- those types of like, um, those types of more prolific religions, decoupling it from the government. And so this, 2003, dude, this was less than 20 years ago. Wow. That's that's unreal. Just, just for it to be, I mean, something that we, at our, you know, like we were already alive. <laughs> dude. Like, that's crazy. We're just talking, and this is, dude, this is just gay sex. We're not even talking about, we're not even talking about, like, service-oriented submission. We're not even talking about human toilet, dude. We haven't even, we haven't <laughs> even covered that. You know, the, I'm just saying that we're, like... How quickly things have evolved since then, part, probably largely in part to platforms like FetLife. It, it's it's really fascinating. Wonderful. No, uh, I'm curious then. Uh, I think this is a, a pretty good point in showcasing, I guess, the how quickly things have changed, I guess, in the past two decades. Holy. So where's FetLife yeah. now? Like, what can can we talk a little bit about... Um, like what reputation FetLife has and uh, is there is there any any kind of outstanding things um, that have like bled into the grander world because you know even even for my very I guess vanilla uh, takes on this stuff um, a lot of people make jokes about BDSM voyeurism and uh, you know was mainstream too Fifty Shades of Grey uh, mm-hmm. was all that stuff so I'm, I'm curious where does it stand right now uh, these days so I actually had never heard of FetLife going into the research for this episode. I think that there was some interesting discussion. Um, this stuff like this made it to like BuzzFeed, so you know that it's mainstream. Um, where you have some people who are taking advantage of this, like the term kink or the term like fetish, as an excuse to like, you know, abuse. And so this, this type of like extreme, this was covered by the mainstream is like, oh, are we taking like, are are kinks really just a, like a cover for, for abusive people? And, you know, this was a hotly debated topic. And I think, and, and FetLife was mentioned specifically in this article. And so I think, you know, regardless positive or negative press about FetLife and the online BDSM community, it's like they are getting exposure. There is like some bleed into the mainstream. Like you mentioned 50 shades of gray, dude. What didn't they make two movies like that? Like, t- like two of those. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with everything going on with them, but I think they did. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in a way, in the way that like these, these mainstream articles kind of brought BDSM further into the, the mainstream, 
Fifty Shades of Grey did a really good job of bringing white middle-aged women into, you know, more interest into the BDSM community. And so I think we really have them to, we have Fifty Shades of Grey to thank for, for all of our moms <laughs> and their interest in the BDSM community. Thanks to, thanks to Fifty Shades. So you know what? Well, thank you for that. Well, wow. That's, uh, you're giving them too much credit, I think. <laughs> I think, I think there, there's a little bit, uh, of a disconnect between mainstream and what's really happening behind closed doors. I think it just gave people a bit more confidence to express those views. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, it still kind of seems like there is a lot of taboo around BDSM and kind of expressing your sexuality in non-traditional ways. I think that platforms like FetLife, they aren't really, it kind of seems like they're for people who are actively searching for something like that. I think I read somewhere that FetLife isn't even indexed by Google. Um, yeah, like I had to search for it explicitly and it didn't, I don't know, it just didn't seem like a platform where like you could just kind of stumble upon it. It seems like you kind of need to be looking for something like that. You need to have some pre-interest. That's that's interesting that you bring that up then. I mean, the fact that there's 10 million active members on the, in this community and you have to actually seek it out just goes to show you that this is something people want. Like they're yeah. going out of their way. They don't need SEO optimization to to get people to join <laughs> their <laughs> yeah. to join their uh, you know coalition of uh, fetish seekers or fetish friends, right? So yeah, that's fascinating. That that. That's the case, especially, I mean, Google is very quick to suggest porn super, super fast. Like, you don't have to go very many layers to just end up there on accident. Um, it's kind of a weird thing then that they're completely fine having SEO optimized to that and yet preventing uh, a community like FetLife to pop up first. Especially if it's you know supposed to be an educational resource as well, I think that's a super weird position. I think that a lot of people would generally kind of you know raise an eyebrow about, wouldn't you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's kind of weird because it seemed like spending a decent amount of time on fella. If I, it <laughs> seems like there's a lot of. T- <laughs> I'm trying to keep my voice down here. I, it seems like there was a lot of different uses for FetLife so like you said there's the educational the educational aspect of it where people from different communities are kind of dis- showcasing like what like what they're all about and so there's that there's the ability to kind of like post this amateur content without having to compete with like fucking brazzers or like nubile like whatever whatever the hell you can blacked I, I, I always have to find an opportunity to plug blacked I really hope we can get a sponsorship <laughs> with them someday but Regardless, right? There's that that whole thing, you know, showcasing your community. But then there's also this whole thing of, like, advertising yourself and, like, specifically your OnlyFans and your, and your TikTok and these sources, these social media sources that kind of get you following uh, popular figures on FetLife. And I thought that was really interesting. Like, oh, you can use FetLife. That's just another stream of, like, people that you can reach out to and try to get uh, as customers for what you're selling, which is sex. 
And it's like what people would be more interested in like buying that stuff than people who are on FetLife. Fascinating. Fascinating. I'd really, really like to get um, a perspective of someone that, you know, actually consistently engages in this community. Um, so, yeah, you know, that would be that'd be that'd be really great. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, wonderful stuff, Hondro. I uh, really, really appreciate the kind of succinct uh, descriptions of, I mean, the origins, the exploration of, I guess, the community itself, uh, as well as kind of where it's a little bit bled into to mainstream in, 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 a, in a sense. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we're going to just do a quick commentary session and, and discuss a little bit about uh what we think about this community, a little bit of rating time, and uh, then we're going to hopefully dive into our interview with our guest, uh, who is a prolific member of this community and has a lot to say about, um, you know, everything that's going on there. Uh, But Chris will be the one handling that. So we will dive into that in a little bit. Very exciting. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into this episode of the Weird Internet Podcast. Would you like to make a podcast similar to ours? Well, look no further than the Anchor app. Anchor app has a lot of really good features for podcasting, such as sound effects, music, and other editing abilities. So if you'd like to make a quick podcast and have it published in all platforms, look no further. Download the Anchor app today or anchor.fm to get started. I'm really looking forward to what you make. Now, let's get back to where we left off. And welcome back from the quick ad break. Uh, Just before the break, we were discussing a little bit about the origins and the current events that FetLife uh, has in their community. Um, And, you know, a little bit about what the community is and and what its purpose is. Uh, And so, usually about this time in in the episode, we we try and discuss a little bit more about this community and kind of our opinions and takes on on our experience doing research and engaging in the community. Uh, so, Andro, I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that uh, you really have to have an open mind, right, when you go and engage in this community and understand that it's very normal, natural, right? It's a very natural part of ourselves uh, to want to engage and explore uh sexuality, right? Regardless if you're, you know, you consider yourself purely heterosexual or you consider yourself homosexual, whatever it is, uh, keep an open mind. Just tease the idea. You don't necessarily need to agree with it, but be willing to to hear it out. Um, And I think that's really what I had to focus on when when I kind of started exploring and researching about this community. Um, Because I think a lot of people are afraid to admit to themselves that uh, they are attracted to certain things and attracted to certain thoughts and ideas. Um, and so what do you think about that, Andro? Uh, especially since you did the majority of the research for this episode. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's... Yeah! Inclined to agree again? The, <laughs> I would be inclined to uh, agree with that sentiment, okay. sir. Wonderful. And the reason being is that Dude, we're all being judged constantly. Like everyone is judging everyone. Little preconceived, like no, little like, 
someone does something or maybe they say something that kind of puts you in the wrong like state of mind it's like we're all judging each other constantly even for tiny little interactions and so when you when you have something as like uh, i guess powerful something as like core to our beings as like sexuality that is such a huge part of like who we are uh and and so when when people talk about it when they're vulnerable with it i mean it's so easy for other people to like go and judge because i mean they they can keep their cards close to to their chest right but when someone else goes and is very vulnerable and open about stuff that they like and stuff that they don't like it's i mean really it's it's hard for people to do that like to, to put yourself out there because it's just natural to not talk about this type of stuff in today's society so yeah i i would say it's it's unfortunate i mean it would be nice to be able to talk about this stuff more freely for sure so yeah i, I would uh, i would be inclined to agree with you there yeah yeah wonderful i mean i mean i i know that we we like to kind of approach these communities in a way that uh a normie right would try and understand the community and I think ultimately speaking, the fact that people have preferences and things that they like and don't like, just about everything, is already indicative that a similar categorization would you know would exist in you know sex life. It's it just that just seems like a very human you know perspective you know like (laughs) it's it doesn't seem that weird when i try to think of like okay is this really a weird weird thing or is it more of are we scared so i think there's an interesting little uh philosophical component here you know what i'm saying (laughs) where it's like are you actually do you actually think that fetishes or kinks are weird or is it that you are afraid to figure that out for yourself. But yeah, dude. From a very, you know, baseline standpoint, I will say that it is a little bit weird. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna just be <laughs> here we go. I'm gonna just give my take. I'm gonna take it a little bit and then throw it out there. I think from a, a the standpoint of the existence of kings and fetishes, completely fine. Uh, I think the whole concept of having a social media network like this to cater to this market, very fine, very normal. I do think that if we look at everything that's going on from, you know, the normie perspective, which I generally share in a weird sense of the word here. It's a little weird when you solicit people for foot pics. It is a little <laughs> weird when, <laughs> when someone, you know, is wearing a gag and is engaging in voyeurism. You know, just a little weird. But everybody's inclined to uh, do whatever they want. I'm just saying. If I see them <laughs> doing their thing, all right. soliciting, you know, feet pics and all this other grand old things i think it only gets a little weird when you try and involve non-consenting people uh which is attended you know that is that is uh you know one one aspect of that uh you know 
community. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I think it's valid, especially, like, as, like, us as a society, we just don't talk about this stuff. Like, dude, we've been talking about so many things for how many, like... 20 plus years however long we've been alive and it's like we don't really talk about this stuff ever and so when we're when dude when you go on fet life it's sensory overload i'll tell you that much um and it's just like it's just different you know it's different and i think this it would be a good time to address this point is when does something stop becoming a fetish or a kink and simply becomes a normal sex act like when when do you depart when when do you consider something a departure from the norm like is it anything except missionary cuz i mean dude if you think about it like kinky position like dude anything that's not like missionary there's like doggy style cowgirl there dude there's power dynamics throughout this like all of those positions there's like different connotations fucking the gama sutra am i saying that right i do i don't know <laughs> all the different sex positions like dude there's like it's like when like what do you consider normal sex like penis vagina like regular like uh, i guess that's a like that's a good place to start and i'm curious to get your perspective on this yeah that's that's an excellent question i think for from my point of view once again uh don't don't take everything i say as as completely <laughs> accurate either i do believe that society does set a baseline of acceptability. Uh, I think BDSM or that concept is now more normalized due to, you know, shows like, you know, not really shows, sorry, uh, due to erotic fiction like Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, so people are a bit more willing to experiment with that. But I think that what is always going to be considered like a, a kink or whatnot is anything that incites a certain amount of risk which you know by transitive property is close to taboo i think is, is really what's going to remain something like a kink because i think for a very long time too uh, and i was looking over some old college humor videos yeah, that site, very, okay. very old okay, um, yeah. <laughs> media site, which it feels weird. But yeah, they started in the 2000s. And, you know, they, they used to make a lot of jokes about anal, right? Which is kind of funny because a lot of people have normalized that as just a normal sex act now. Um, yeah. Which is super weird in, in the sense that it's only been like 10, 15 years since that point. But, you know, a lot of their jokes now, you know, related to that stuff fall flat because it's like, well, what's like, why, why is that? Like, how is that weird? How's that wrong? Like, <laughs> so it's an interesting little position that we're in now that it's just a matter of time as things kind of end up being accepted, normalized. And, you know, people are a bit more uh, open minded about these types of things. But I will say okay. that there is always a line that you should never cross. And once Ooh. again, it's it's consent, right? I think the only times... Oh, of course. 
<laughs> of course. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> I think some things that people don't understand about this community is that they're all about safety. Like the whole concept of safe word came from them, uh, from this community. So I think that's a pretty big thing to uh, kind of highlight, which is whatever isn't mainstream is going to be considered a kink. And then once it becomes mainstream, it's just normal. It's just another option. That's my take. Okay. Okay. So when, so my question is when does bathroom denial, uh, <laughs> when does bathroom use control become part of the norm so that I can start talking about it? These are very new. When does mummification, when can I finally talk about human furniture, dude? Like, I'm just, I'm... What is this stuff, breaking man? breaking my balls here, dude. Break- <laughs> Holy, dude, th- these are actually real categories, huh? I'm taking them all from the category section. <laughs> so, okay, let, let's take it a step back. And I think um, what you were talking about, like, kink and how it's, like, anything that kind of strays from the norm, I think it's really important to kind of define fetish and kink. What's the difference between the two? And... So let's start with fetish. So fetish, and we did some research on this, so I'm not just talking out of my ass, 100%. So fetish is a sexual act or an object that is nearly always necessary for the person to become aroused and enjoy sex. So you can think of this as like exclusionary, as in if this is not present, then you can't get off, that type of thing. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a kink is, so kink is something that arouses us that's not considered a sexual norm. So the, it's the similar to a fetish in that way, but it's inclusionary for the most part, where people use kinks in conjunction with stuff. Like, for example, uh, let's say that I like watching porn while I have sex, but even if I don't have your Wi-Fi password, Jarell, like, I'll be fine. I could still get off. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so it's like... It's like an additional or alternative path way to, to pleasure. Fascinating. And so, yeah. And so you can use these two words interchangeably. Um, there is some overlap between the two, but for the most part, it seems like fetish is kind of like the, the term to use because fetish it describes the act, whereas kink kind of describes the act um, in relation to the person. So like... I don't know if that kind of, if that if that makes sense, but um, you can think of it like a fetish is like choking, for example. It's like that's the it's the act. It's like choking. Um, I, I feel really bad that I said that so aggressively, but anyway. So then, <laughs> but then you have the like the kink, which is kind of like it's it's something about you. I'm kinky, whereas like you don't really say like I'm <laughs> fetishy, right? Like it's. <laughs> It's just different. Like, you, there's some there's some differences there that are important to to note. Okay, so, good. I, I think listeners tangent. will will really get a good understanding of that now. Um, really, just throw it throw that in there. Um, yeah, why not? But hey, you know, I think this is about time. Uh, you know, wonderful takes and everything. I think this is about time where uh, we should dive into the interview with our guest. I think at this point we've just ex- expounded upon anything that we we could gather as outsiders of the community, but I think it's super important to get that insider look 
as how this community operates and, you know, what does a typical community member look like? Uh, what do you say, Andro? I am over the moon that we were able to get a guest for this episode, and I, I really hope that you all listening uh, enjoy the interview portion of the show. Yes, and without further ado, let us get into the interview. And welcome back from the break. Uh, we weren't able to actually do the interview with one of the FetLife members. Big sad, I know, big sad. Uh, Chris, Hondra, I know, big sad. Oh, big sad. Wow. Yeah, wow. it was going to be good, too. Yeah. But as a surprise, Chris is back. He uh, He's able to join us for, for the end of this episode. Uh, so instead, you know, because we weren't able to get that juicy, juicy interview out there, uh, we're just going to uh, quickly go over rating for this uh, community and uh you know how did we do on the bdsm test and we'll end it there so real quick hondro rating for this community let us go uh weirdness i dude i just think the mix of like a facebook like a social media network for bdsm i think it's kind of weird i mean it uh, let's be real though it's a lot of it's just like amateur porn and uh we know that there's plenty of that shit on the internet so i think i'm gonna have to give it a five and also i thought it would be like more rabbit holy okay. but like a lot of people they just use it to like advertise their like only fans and shit like that so i don't know i'm gonna go with the five it's like it's kind of weird but it's not as weird as i expected it to be mm, okay all right all right and uh chris uh i know you 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 spent a little bit of time looking into it uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah what do you think my thoughts so my thoughts on this are the following I think that because, like, sex is such a taboo topic, there's this, like, you know, I imagine FetLife would be just, like, a way weirder um, community. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, people, like, just trying to have sex that's uh, just a little weirder than usual. But, like, it's still, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people are weird like that. Um, I, I wouldn't happen to know anybody weird like that, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I got, I got a friend, um, yeah, and he's weird, and so, uh, they go by the name, uh, Riss Yamamoto, right? Yeah, that dude's oh, fucking yeah, weird, man, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't trust him, but anyway, so, I, I, I don't think it's that weird, I, I don't think it's that weird, it's pretty normal, but it's just this, like, societal, like, taboo that makes it a little weird, um, I think it's a pretty cool community. Oh, sorry, were we um, rating? Yeah, we were throwing a rating on that since. Ah, okay. I will throw a six on it, oh, just okay. because I think it's more on the normal side. Just because, like, everybody does it, just no one wants to talk about it. But like, you know, it can't be a five because I'm sure there's some actually weird ass stuff on there um, that I definitely don't go on for sure <laughs> at all. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, prefer, surprised, you, you prefer premium websites. You know, the premium yeah. stuff. You know? you t- oh, man. Don't, no. don't lie to me, I'm not Chris. paying don't, for that shit. Don't tell me you haven't looked up figging before, man. All right? Just I'm, come on. Be I'm straight. Be straight. Still trying, to, still, still trying to figure it out. <laughs> still trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. So six. that we have a, a six and a five. And, uh, you know, times like this, I am heavily, heavily, heavily inclined. Oh, my God. To agree with both your ratings and so in order to you know get that little middle ground i'm gonna give it a five and a half all right so five and a half plus six plus five throw it in the algorithm beep bop boop mm-hmm. we get a 
weird internet rating score of five and a half. Yay! Whoa! Yay! Wow, okay, okay. And so, uh, my reasoning, along with this average, uh, is that it it actually isn't that different from what you would see on the internet. Just like just like a baseline, it follows the very same principles that a lot of other communities that we've looked at have. Uh, it's just dedicated to a specific niche, which is the fetishes. So, um, and also, you know, there's there's amateur porn on there as well. Uh, but besides, yeah, besides the fact there, okay, you know, that you see that shit on Twitter too, okay? All right. Mm -hmm. So I don't you know, hold your horses, hold your horse, everybody. It's not. You know, at least we're not going back to the furries community, okay? Now that shit's weird. Anyways, uh, don't don't at me, don't at me, um, especially for your personas. Um, anyways, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful ratings, guys. Uh, okay. One let one one uh, uh, just very very quick line from each of you. Uh, about this community final thoughts let's go Hondro, you go first uh i would say fet life furries fur suit yarn oh man i'm spoiling next episode but you're just gonna have to stay tuned for the next one wonderful chris one-liner let's go one-liner um yeah everyone's a little weird some people are just a little more weird wonderful wonderful uh so to all our listeners, uh, I highly, 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 highly encourage you uh, to engage in this type of life instead of van life. That's it. That's that's all I want to tell you. <laughs> Embrace it. Right, we got lots of lives <laughs> here. Okay? Life. We got van life. We got furry life. All right. Now you just got to add fet life. To, to Wait, I wonder if vans are a kink. <laughs> that's a kink. Is that in the categories, dude? I think I might have seen something about no. that. No. I don't, don't want to deal with car. Maybe not the vans files. that we're thinking about, but you know what? It's okay. It's like vehicle files or something, like automobile Jesus files. Jesus Christ. I, yeah. Once again, topic for another time. But anyways, once again, that is that. Is that. And that was the episode for Fet Life. Fet Life was a very interesting, very, very fun um uh, research opportunity for the three of us um, it really you know let us explore the uh, intricate uh, parts of the internet that we generally uh, had no excuse uh, to look at so i know that uh Hondro and chris you know they, they they stay off of those things they, they they stay onto the more wholesome websites like twitter and facebook oh fuck off dude <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very good way to kind of uh allow us to explore a different culture that persists on the internet. Uh, but anyways, uh, next episode is a favorite one for, for all of us uh, because it dives into a community that is so wholesome, so wonderful, so nice, uh, that cuss words uh, are just not found there commonly. Memes, uh, you, you can find them there, but you, you won't see them cursing other people out. Uh, and that community is... Terrell, you're gonna fucking chime in, dude. Jesus The knitting community. Yay! Specifically Ravelry.com. So that is the topic of our next episode and that wonderful community. 
that goes along with it. So stay tuned with us for that episode. And uh, yeah, let's explore this community together. Uh, all right. Take care. Thanks Bye, guys. Thank you.